0: So, success for Christian athletes is going to look different than other athletes. It's going to look different for other people. Although we may want to succeed by performing well, you know, winning and, you know, even earning a scholarship or going pro, success for someone that loves Jesus means trusting in his plan, sharing his word, and showing Christ through our actions. That's why today I invited on author, podcaster motivational speaker and former football player chip baker to talk about what success should mean and what it should look like for a christian athlete chip is surrounded by success and he has literally written tons of books on this subject gave hundreds of talks and has spent eight years podcasting about this specific topic if anyone is qualified to talk about this topic it is this man Throughout this conversation, we talk about how failing can contribute to our success, what Jesus says about success, and how to not make your achievements and victories an idol in your life. Chip is honest, he is hilarious, and he brings a whole lot of wisdom to this discussion. So let's do it today. I am Ken Burke, and welcome back. To the Competing for Christ podcast, Chip Baker. Welcome to the show, sir. How are you doing today?
1: Man, I'm great. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm honored to have you on, and uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be a good conversation. I I've checked out your podcast a little bit. I I could I should say that you have one of the soothing voices I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, th- thank you, man. I try to do a little something, you know.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I know it. I know it.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah thank you chip uh, for coming on today. I would love uh to talk with you today you know about what success should mean for a Christian athlete and Christians in general uh and you know first of all i would I would love it if you give us some background on yourself uh and how Christ has affected your life and uh affected your view on sports
1: oh man just to, just a little background on myself um you know I, I tell people I was raised by church folk <laughs> and educators. <laughs> and, uh, and when i said it i said church folk with no s and what that means is that's a that's a down south texas thing that means like a lot right when you take the s oh, yeah. off it's a lot right <laughs> and so you know growing up man we were we were in church a lot and the reason for that is my mother was the minister of music uh in our churches and my grandmother was a minister of music as well in the churches that she attended and so I come from a family of people that are faith-based. I come from a family of people that are educators. I'm a fourth-generation educator. And so what that means to me is um, that I've been taught to live a life of service. All right, And so uh, truly grateful for that uh, humble upbringing. And so raised by a single-parent mom, um, my mother knew that it was important to have us around great people. So, you know, kept us involved in church activities, kept us involved in sports, kept us involved in lots of community things because that way we stayed tired and didn't get into trouble. Right? (laughs) (laughs) And so, uh, man, played four sports for four years in high school, um, played college football at West Texas A&M University. Um, Out of college, uh, became a teacher and coach. Uh, coached for twenty four years, taught and coached for twenty four years. Been in education, I've done everything pretty much under the um, the sports umbrella, and so just try just have strived to live a life that have made to make the big man proud, to make my my family proud of the things that I've been blessed to achieve, and um, it's been a, it's been a neat journey, and so um, you know when you when you look at the how following Christ has affected my life with the sports aspect is. I just strive to be a servant and everything. I just strive to um, do things that are pleasing in his sight uh, in everything that I've done. And there's truly been a blessing. He's He's continued to see fit to put me in the right places uh, because of that, too. And so it inspires me to to try to strive to do more of that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I love what you said about being a servant in everything that you do, because that, I think it's a lost art nowadays. People want to be served instead of serving others like Jesus did. How did you, did you, when did that sink in for you? Did you Were you able to do that as an athlete? Well, it, it, it sunk into me uh, in my house when
1: my, when my mom, my disciplinarian moms told me, boy, you gonna give service. <laughs> that's what. <when, laughs> that's what it sunk in. I don't know if I had a choice, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> like, boy, you go, you go singing a choir, or you gonna be an usher, not an usher, right? Yeah, Or usher. <laughs> <laughs> you go, boy, you gonna give service, right? And so, just growing up, I decided to be an usher, not an usher, <laughs> and so. Uh, man, just just doing that um it really taught me that uh it's bigger than me. it really taught me that it's not about me, and so, um, what I was able to see is that by striving to live that life of service, helping others uh getting over yourself and knowing that it's not about you, it allowed me to just see um the blessings come right um but also. I was able to watch that uh, in my family as well. You know, I would see, uh, you know, being that fourth generation educator, like in our town, we would go around and I would see people see my mother and they not, she not even see them, but they would smile, you know? And so that that showed me a lot because that showed me, like I, I I've, Witness firsthand how she would give service to others even when we didn't have food in our pantry or in our fridge at the house. Um, You know, she's out there, we're doing food drives for Thanksgiving and Christmas, and she's going to pray for people, right? And we didn't have it at our house, Mm. right? So just that that heart of service, um, I was able to witness it firsthand. Um, And it just shows me that it showed me that that was the way that it was supposed to be at a young age.
0: That's a great, great role model that to have, and I'm sure a lot of people's uh, mothers can, you know, can can reflect that too, and or you hope so. Um, but Chip, you know, anytime I have somebody on the podcast that has a podcast themselves, I love to ask them about it. I have to ask them about it. What have you learned throughout this journey, and how have you seen that grow? Oh man, that 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 is a great question. Because, like, I've been doing my YouTube
1: channel and podcast for like eight years now. Wow. Right? Even kind of before it was like a hot thing. Yeah. And so, you know, I can honestly say that I feel that I haven't even scratched the surface, right? Like, it's so many. I, I, I feel like there's so many things that I can learn. Uh, technology is always changing and ever evolving. So, there's so many things that I can learn from that. And I love. I mean, I love learning. And so, like, like even like we hadn't got a chance to do this, but like I was gonna ask you about your platform, like, like <laughs> so, like I always ask people like different questions on what do they like, what, are, and so it's it shown me lots. Um, and, and before I started doing this, like I hadn't taken any communication classes or like in, in any of this stuff. So it's all been like learn as you go kind of stuff I, I I'm gonna say I was gonna say I was gonna say self-taught, but like none of that happens like <laughs> it's uh, like I have to be an intentional about seeking the knowledge right? right and so I've strived to do that um throughout my journey and it's been really cool uh, because um you know even with that service servant's heart like I talked about, I've been able to help other people start their podcast because of the things that I've been blessed to do and achieve and so um, I don't know it's really exciting I've learned lots Um, I love highlighting others I love sharing stories about others Um, you know and and really at the end of the day I don't care who you are like we all have had some struggles in our life that we had to grow through come on on. I don't know if you caught that We, (laughs) we all have had some struggles in our life that we all have had to grow through yeah yeah right and so even if you know it may look like it's great you know two parents nice home like like everybody has struggles that they have to grow through and so i think that's been the really neat thing is uh being able to share those stories of overcoming right being able to share those stories of of growing through your go through Learning those lessons, finding the blessings in the lessons, and then using those to be a blessing to others. And man, it's so exciting to be able to do that.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness. I can relate to that so much. I mean, you know, I, I I've been doing this for almost three years now. I can't imagine almost eight. Like that is that's my I my hat is tipped to you, sir. Uh, I, I cannot imagine doing it that long. But yeah, I mean, you've you've seen the dividends. You've seen how that is, how God has used that platform, all of your platforms to do that. Um, and, and you mentioned your podcast and YouTube channel. You also have books. You have, you know, all of your social media platforms, all about, you know, success and what that means to you. What, so I'm just going to ask you, what does success mean to you? And, you know, why have you felt called to talk about that? Again,
1: first off, Again, that's a, that's another great question about success, because success is my thing. Being that I have the Success Chronicles, right? And so I'm fascinated with success. Um, as a as a kid growing up, I, I always was fascinated with what successful people do to be successful, because like uh, like Drake said, I just want to be successful, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so uh, I was always fascinated with what people would do. And so I would, I would just watch people that were around me, right? Um, an introverted guy, not necessarily have the conversation with him as a, as a young guy, but just watch, right? Just be aware. And then, as I got older, I started gaining the confidence to ask people, "Hey, how'd you do that? Like, that's pretty cool what you're doing. Like, like how, man, how'd you how'd you do that?" Then it got into like, "Hey, like you just said." Man, what is your definition of success? Like, how did you get to your success? Right. And then I started sharing that, you know, with others. And now, man, it's really infectious and contagious for me uh, to learn success, but then also share what success is. And so for me, uh, success it's really deep. Like, when you ask that question, it's, it's really, for me, it's really hard to answer that question because it's so deep and it's so many levels of it, right? Mm. So I think that, like, small successes lead to big success. Uh, success happens daily. Success happens each moment of each day, right? And so when you boil it down, the simple answer for me is just, I think... Um, Continuous growth is success for me. I,
0: I love that you mentioned earlier. You know, you 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 want to be a lifelong learner. You want to learn every single day, and that I mean to myself that contributes to to your success every single day. Because it, you know, if you don't learn, you're not growing, and if you're not growing, you're not going to succeed. And it's so difficult to you know, it's so difficult to succeed when you aren't challenging yourself and putting yourself in those hard situations when did you get really obsessed with success like is that something that was you know you were just kind of you saw a couple people around you or was that just a lifelong thing that you're just obsessed with
1: man let me let me share this so so i'm an acronym guy so i'm gonna share this acronym with you and and i believe that your roi determines your roi and and Your ROI, inversely, your ROI determines your ROI. And what that is is your return on your investment is determined by your radar of influence. Mm. And your radar of influence is determined by the return on your investment, right? And, And what I mean by that is there's been different levels in my life where I've had to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, Right. I've had to step outside my box and say, oh, Chip, this feels uncomfortable. <laughs> right. But I know that on the other side of this uncomfort is my maximum growth. Right. And so the, the first of those was leaving home, going to college, uh, you know, 10 hours away from my home. Uh, you know, mama's not there. You know, I don't know. You know, I had a, a buddy, a couple guys from around my hometown that were there. So that was really great. But really, I'm in a new, totally, completely different environment. Like, this is new <laughs> and uncomfortable. And I don't know people here, right? And so that's kind of where it started. Then from there, I graduated from college and then moved to a different place and got another job. And then, oh, I got my first teaching and coaching job. Like, oh, this is. This is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is different. Right. And so, you know, and then there were things within my career that happened that were the same way. Right. So, so I took time to explain that to say this as I've grown through my journey, my level and admiration and passion for success has continued to grow. Because I've been able to see more people do those things, and I've been I've had to get uncomfortable in each phase and grow. And so, uh, man, just seeing great people, seeing myself get better uh, from those situations that I had to be forced to be in, uh, and then learning that, hey, well, it's not so bad. Uh, because this is where your maximum growth happens. And so it's been a continual process uh, to just be like truly passionate and crazy about <laughs> success. Right. <laughs> and so now, uh, again, going back to the servant's heart, the servant leader, uh, sharing, helping others, and I just strive to share that with other people. I can't, it's so good I can't keep it to myself. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. I got to, I got to, I got to give it to some people, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What does the balance of wanting to be successful versus making that an idol look like for you? Because I, I feel like, you know, secular people, they can make success everything they want it to be. That's good. But, or everything that they want to have, but, when they get to that point of success, it never satisfies them and they keep wanting more and wanting more. And that becomes an idol in their life. So what is that balance for you?
1: That balance is, uh, the word that comes up when I hear you say that is prioritizing, hmm. right? It's important to prioritize what's important. Like, um, I think at each level of our life, the definition of success will be different. Right. um, <clears throat> But that level of success is determined by what we prioritize and what's important to us at that moment and at that time. And so, um, man, this is this is crazy. My pastor just said this today in church. Uh what what we uh what we give value to becomes important to us. Right? So so at each phase of my life, um there's been certain things I've been blessed. First off, like I said, as a kid, to understand that it's not about me, I was taught that. um, (laughs) There was some things that my mom, like I told you, I'm gonna share this funny story with you. So I told you I played four sports for four years in high school and I absolutely loved sports, right? So grew up in a single parent home. So it was me, I was the only guy, my mom and my little sister. Right, so I mean like I was gung-ho about sports. Uh sports was the ticket to be able to take care of mama and the family, right? And so like I was I made big sacrifices. I didn't put bad stuff in my body. I didn't go out and do all that partying. Like I knew I was like focused, man. And <clears throat> and my mom would tell me this cuz like grades were important to her. Like sports were not important to her, <laughs> grades were important to her. Yeah, right. And I like I didn't know that GPA is more important than NBA yeah. or GPA is more important than NFL, right? Yeah. But she knew that, right? And so she would straight up tell me, boy, I don't care if you touching a- another ball, you better get them books, right? <laughs> and so I just thought. Like mean, me, mama. Like I'm, like this is my passion. Like I love this because I'm trying to take care of y'all. What you talking about, boy? You better not come in this house with with nothing less than a B, A's and B's, right? <laughs> You're like all of that stuff. Yeah. And so, it's kind of where I learned that man. I, I learned I didn't know that I needed that. So fast forward, I'm in college, my spring of my junior year, I tear my ACL. Man, don't you know? It was a blessing to me that I prioritize grades over that before that, because if 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 I didn't, I would have been just complete I was already I, I was already completely like broken. But like I would have been like Humpty Dumpty broken, right? <laughs> all the King's horses and all the King's men couldn't put Chip Baker back together again. <laughs> right. <laughs> if I didn't if I, I took you back on that one, right. If I didn't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if, if if I didn't have my priorities in place Um, I would have not been able to to come back from that, right? And so I knew that grades were important. I knew that all of that stuff was important. And I think that was really a great lesson to show me that in life, um, I can't worship anything too much, right? The big man, you know, you have to have some balance in there. You have to have priorities. And so I've strived to do that in my life, and it's been really cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I'm I'm really someone that looks at failures as, you know, a way of like we mentioned earlier, a way of growth, but also a way of learning because yeah. without those failures you would never be you would never, you know, see that coming in the future or future or you're never going to grow from that. How have you used failures in your life to catapult you into success? Your failure isn't final. Mm. Right, we have to understand that it's only final if
1: if we let it be final. Right, it, it's about a it's about a mindset shift, a mindset uh, change in your perspective, because how you view what you do will always affect how you do what you do. Mm. Ooh, cold. Hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> how you view what you do will always affect how you do what you do, and so you have to have your perspective in the, in the right way and know that failure is not final. And so we can always find the blessings and the lessons uh, that we face and use those to be a blessing to others, right? And when we truly understand that, that's when it gets really good. And so this is something that I do uh, in my life as far as like the mindset shift and mindset perspective is – Everything that's difficult and tough, I ask myself, what am I learning from this? Like, like if I like if it's confusing and hard and tough, like I've learned through my life that like discomfort means growth. Right. And on the other side of that discomfort is is your maximum growth. So like an analogy, like, bro, I wish I could go in the weight room and look at the bar and get big muscles. But that don't happen.
0: Nope.
1: (laughs) I got to get on that thing and put some weight on there and move that bar and hurt and sweat. And when I don't feel like it, I got to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, I wish I could just look at that book and get smart. (laughs) (laughs) No, bro. I got to read the book. I got to highlight. I got to take notes. I got to apply the lessons that I read from the thing. Right. And so failure is not final. And then reps make you better. As you get more reps and failing, you see that, oh, I mean, it's it's just a moment. It's not the end of the world. Like, it's just a moment that happened. How I bounce back and recover from that is how I bounce back and recover from that. Right? And so we have to learn that it's not final. View it as an opportunity for learning, for growth. And then ask yourself, what am I learning in this situation
0: yeah yeah i i know for myself i look at the failures that i had in my past more than i look at the successes that i had in my past mm. and i don't know if that i don't know if that says more about me as a person or just me as a uh person that views or views failures as of more importance than success Mm. but but, you know it's tough for me because you know when I see that success I don't in my mind maybe I I don't maybe I don't put it as much as an importance as failure but I don't know I don't know what that is in my mind but it's tough for me sometimes because I don't sometimes I don't appreciate the success when it does come to me that makes sense
1: yeah, man, it's 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 cool to hear you say that too. I just think like for me, I'm a feeling guy and, and I I just dislike the feeling of not being the best version of myself. Right? And mm-hmm. and and the reason is is because I really strive to work hard to be the best version of myself that I can give so that I can give the best version of myself to others. Right? And in those moments when I feel that I failed, I mean, you know, we feel like a failure, you know, in those moments. And then you have to just say, all right, Chip, you got you got like two hours to have this pity party, dog. After these two hours, you're going to move on, okay? All right. And then when we move on, we move on. And so I just try not to go back to that feeling of failure. but But remember what I felt like in those success moments, too. Just say, oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of myself that I've grown through that. I ain't going back to it either. <laughs> uh, but I'm proud of myself uh, for that.
0: Yeah, I you know, I looked it up uh, and I, I was really, you know, contemplating, you know, what the definition that of success that Jesus had. And, you know, it says for himself, it was to do the will of the father and to bear witness to the truth. I thought of this question in a world full of, you know, material possessions and unsatisfying pleasures in this world. What do you do to remind yourself that, you know, our success as Christ followers is bigger than what this world has to offer?
1: For me, I think everything starts and ends with the word, right? I think everything starts and ends with Christ, right? Following the word. And so um, you have to make sure that it's in alignment with that, right? And I think when you can do that in your life, ooh, it allows you to be in alignment with your assignment. And what that does is that, you know, you're in a place to where you're doing things that the big man has blessed you, has given you the gifts to do, all right? And it puts you in alignment with your assignment. And so I think when we can, continue to do those things, it brings about a moral compass. It brings about a humility that allows you to drop the ego. Uh, It allows you to be able to have clarity uh, on the things that you do and that you see uh, because you're striving to make sure that it's pleasing in his sight.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's I love that what Would you say the alignment of the assignment, assignment of the alignment? Yeah, it puts you in alignment with your assignment. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. For those people that aren't finding success right now, what do you what do you tell somebody that's feeling that discouragement and feeling like they're they keep failing? Like what what do you tell somebody that's going going through that? Just like we talked about earlier, failure isn't final.
1: Um, mm-hmm. If you are <clears throat> Uh, you know, you can't go wrong if you dive deeper in the word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you can't go wrong there. Uh, you can't go wrong if you put yourself around good people uh, because you're going to learn some good things from good people. You're going to have that pressure, peer pressure to do great things, not the peer pressure to do bad things. Uh, so your environment is important. Cherish, develop, and nurture quality relationships, right? And this is one from one of my former pastors, Pastor Danny Green. I always love sharing this. And when I heard it, it gave me chills. He said, uh, "Life moves at the speed of our relationships." And if you, and if you think about it, like those people that are doing great things in their lives, they have amazing relationships. They have mentors. They have good people around them to learn from. And and those people that are not, um, you know, they need better people in their lives, right? I heard this from one of my other former pastors. Too, life, life is not meant for us to do alone. You know, the big man put people in our lives, and so what we have to do is <clears throat> understand that first. Put yourself around good people, and then you know, embrace the fact that you can learn and grow with those great people
0: as well. And that has been a uh, big part of my journey is surrounding yourself with those people that push you closer to, to Jesus and closer to your best self because having those people in your life or having people that don't do that is, it's such a, it's such a hard way to live, Sucks right? the life like, out of you, literally. <laughs> exactly. Every, I mean, and they, it's like when you have those people around you, they don't want to see you succeed because they are, maybe they're afraid that you'll uh, criticize them for not succeeding yeah. or whatever it may yeah, be. yeah. yeah. It's... But it, yeah, that's a very, very good word. And you know, Chip, as we do start to wrap up today, we're obviously this podcast is all about Christian athletics. What does success look like for that athlete that wants to share Christ with anybody they come in contact with?
1: Oh man, just just being the example, right? Um, <clears throat> people should be able to see the god in you without you saying anything all right and so i'll just talk a little bit about my journey so uh, i mentioned earlier in the podcast that like i'm I'm an introverted guy like i'm really not a i mean you may not like but you have a podcast and you'd speak and you know like, no really <laughs> like really i'm real like like I'm okay with just hanging out, chilling, right? Like I don't, yeah. I don't need all of that, right? Now, if you ask me some good questions, I will give it to you. No, <laughs> yeah. But other than that, I'm chilling, right? Big chilling. And so, um, um, as a young guy, I was really not a super vocal guy on that with my faith and all of that. Like I. Because to me, I felt like I was trying to figure it out myself, right? Like, how can I tell somebody something, like, I'm still trying to figure out, <laughs> right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And so as I grew um, and experienced more and saw that holding firm to my faith is the way to be, like, oh, like, so, so if I just do right and go to church and treat people right and stay in the word, like, great things Great things are happening, you know. <laughs> so let me just continue doing that. Okay, <laughs> let me keep doing that, right? And so I've continued to do that uh, throughout my life, and now I can say to people like, "Hey, man, just put yourself around some good people. Like, go to a men's church group. You know, make sure you're in church. Like, like it's okay. It's okay to be a a follower of Christ and be vocal about it." Um, and like anything, you want to be respectful of people. Uh, you know, you don't want to be overbearing and all those kind of things, but you definitely want to make sure that people see the God in you. Uh, I, cause I, cause I think for me, and this is just me personally, this is just my thing, right. right? Like to me, actions speak louder than words. Like I can say, I can say like, I love God and I'm Mr. Holier than Now or whatever, but then I'm but then I'm mistreating the guy that's beside me or, you know, I'm not being respectful or loving uh, to the people that I come in contact with or I'm saying derogatory things. Right. So I think by our actions, people should see the God in us. And then when you follow that up with your words, then that's the bonus. Yeah.
0: Yep. That's I, I couldn't have said it better myself. That is that's so good. But Chip, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on today. What you're doing with the podcast, with the Success Chronicles, with everything that you're doing is awesome. And it's so inspirational for so many other people, too. So thank you so much.
1: No, oh, thank you. Thank you so much for the kind words. Um, thank you so much for having me on your platform. I truly appreciate it. I hope that this was worth your time. I hope that this is worth your, your listeners, your viewers. I hope it's worth their time and I hope that they were able to Uh, get something from it. Because like I said in the interview earlier, uh, I I learned a long time ago in my life that it's not about me. It's bigger than me. So God bless you on your journey, my man. Keep doing what you're doing.
0: For those of you that have not heard, we have podcast merch available. We have everything from hats, shirts, uh, notebooks to cups. And I would be so honored if you went and checked some of that out. From every sale that we get, half of that money is going to go to Christian athlete organizations that are making a difference for Christ in the world of sports. We have all sizes and colors available, so please go and get some with the link in the description. You can use discount code CFC20 to get 20% off of your order today. But for now, please make sure to share this episode and subscribe to the show. It means so much to us. Uh, And if you don't get anything else from this, just remember this. It's the best news I could ever give you. Jesus loves you, and he's going to fight for you no matter what. Talk to you all next time.